Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer and broadcaster. And more recently, I've become a podcaster. And one of the podcasts I uploaded in 2020, as one of my first, was a lengthy interview I did in 1997 with June Eco, one of Elvis Presley's first girlfriends, officially speaking. And boy, did we have fun during the interview, as you shall hear. But since uploading the podcast, I've been told that people prefer podcasts that last between 20 and 30 minutes as opposed to 50 or even an hour. So, in deference to the fact that Elvis was one of Rock's first great sex symbols, and there aren't that many former lovers of his who speak in depth about their sexual experience with the man, I want to focus on that for this podcast. By the way, you can read some of my Elvis articles on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. But how do you feel, and because your book is a love story and it's innocent, and uh, I mean, one part that I have quoted in this uh, that my magazine just didn't believe was the, and you have to put this in the context of Ireland even in 1997, like you sleeping in Elvis's bed mm-hmm. with Gladys hovering outside the door. She wasn't hovering. Was she, she was not? sleeping in the room next door. But she stopped. The walls she came were thin. In. She heard us giggling. Uh, I mean, we were laughing hysterically, you know. Well, you know, when you're just young and in love, and you just laugh and laugh and laugh. And and I guess that little signal that it was being, it was quiet in there, that she, maybe it signaled her that something was not right. <laughs> and she was right. She was not, you know. Uh-uh. She was in the next room. So I mean, if we had quite a bit of quietness before, right. before the little. But she okay. did not. Okay. She did not open the door until Elvis said, come in. Have you cursed her since then for coming in? No. Have you not? No, because, see, that makes me special. I'm it the does. one that got away. You are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, because of, uh, only because of Elvis's mother. <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> it's good, Charlie. <laughs> But did you not? I mean, when, when, you were, when you were older and you looked at him, we'd say, and most women I know, and even I've talked to someone like Gordon Stoker, who said that like 68, 69, back in Vegas, he was, and Dory Previn, who's, who's a friend of mine, said the man was so sexually attractive and dynamic at that particular stage, too. Did you not look at him again and say, well, God damn it. Oh, yeah, in 69, when I went out there to see him? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? I felt like I was going to stick to the chair. Well, so yeah, I couldn't... <laughs> okay, yeah. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard about 69. Yeah. And I mean, he just, he was the most gorgeous thing. He was, yeah. And uh, I mean, his sideburns were a little too thick right. and too long. Okay. And his hair was dyed jet black. Yeah. But that did not distract from this gorgeous, tall, right. thin creature right. up there. Right. right. He was also, see, we're, we're very unfortunate, those of us who never saw it, because the movies we see, like, that's the way it is, we're a year later. Mm-hmm. Nobody filmed the, the absolute, like, the, the seven minutes, Suspicious Mind, Karate workout. Mm-hmm. That's a, that apparently was, alongside 68, if we're to believe, one of the highlights of him, musically, artistically, looks-wise, as a man. Mm-hmm. He was at a peak there, wasn't he? Oh, he yeah. was. He's still stick to the chair now. He's still, don't even think back then. <laughs> No, but that's all right. That's a serious end. <laughs> what you say there is, I'm the one who got away. I mean, would you have realized, because uh, <clears throat> if Priscilla's book, the this book by Suzanne Finstad, is to be believed, and um, the other book that came out last year, Revelations from the Memphis Mafia, 
Have you seen that one? I the big, thick it. volume. I, it disturbs me to read trash does about it? Elvis. It, it really does. Well, it they, really they does, so them. I don't care to... But they would refer to you. And to would me? You not even check that out. They would refer to the relationships. Yeah, I think it's in... Or maybe it's Esposito's, the relationships. You see, there's so many of them have come yeah. out in the past six months. But you are the one who got away, and according to them, he was licentious and irresponsible. And there's another book I read called The Inner Elvis by a psychologist in America, and it's actually not trash at all. Mm -hmm. But it goes into the whole thing of, now, sensationalism is the suggestion that he had a sexual affair with his mother, which you have read in America. Yes. Haven't you read that? Yes. I've heard it and read it and everything. Oh, it well, just... What, what's he your didn't meaning? have any relationship. Right. He had a relationship with his mother, but it was one of a loving son, right. devoted mother. Uh, it was a close-knit southern family. I okay. had a relationship with my mother. I slept in the bed with my mother because my brother and I shared a bedroom. And when my mother divorced, I slept in the bed with my mother. That does not make okay. it an abnormal okay. relationship. And I don't think, I think that was made up. I don't think Elvis would have been in, in bed with his mother at age 15. Yeah, I no, don't believe no, it. No, do I. But I apparently Dee Presley is supposed to have sold it to the Enquirer. This is where the whole thing started. Well, Dee Presley, take it for what it's worth. No, I know. But this has found its way, you see, but it's found its way into, and you as the lover who got away, mm -hmm. like now you have the people saying, well, he couldn't sleep with mothers. What was his problem? Why would he not sleep with Priscilla after she became a mother? Did he have a big, huge hang-up there? Mm -hmm. and would you have evidenced any of that kind of sexual hang-up or no. reticence on his behalf mm -mm. then? No. no, not during my time. No. I mean, uh, God only knows. Look how long I waited for this book to be published. If I'd have known anything or, or thought anything weird, maybe right. I would have say, Elvis, excuse me, but I'm going to tell him a little deeper secret. You know, and chances right. are that'll help me get my book published because I did want to get the, the book sure. published. Sure. But there, uh, no, nothing like that ever happened. So he was a healthy young man and you were a healthy as young woman? As far as I'm concerned, he was. Okay. He was perfect. Yeah? Yeah, and he, I, to me, he respected women. Uh, well, I know he respected me. He respected you, though. You mm -hmm. see, but these other claims of like three and four groupies and even DJ Fontana mm -hmm. describing the, the Cadillac in 56, and maybe before he went back to Memphis. Mm -hmm. And there seems to be this divide in him. And now I love, I'm speaking to someone who loves Elvis and he's been a huge factor in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to belittle him. But I am trying to understand mm -hmm. the schism between like the bad girls in Vegas would say at the same time, if it was Tempest Storm or mm -hmm. whoever else, mm -hmm. and, and the showgirls, and them coming home to you, and you were the good girl, and it was Mama, she, she's, not gonna, she's gonna remain a virgin until we're married. Mm -hmm. That was like one view of woman. And then... Well, see, that's, that's all I know about is, is okay. my view. But you were hurt when you brought over other, when you saw these photographs uh, only, <clears throat> The only Ryan, time I was, was really it? hurt was on the, the Christmas when she yeah. was sitting there with him, and that was his second. I could have overlooked yeah. that first one. All right. Uh, but the second one, and the second one being on Christmas Day, yeah. I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't excuse that. Yeah. No. Well, how did you reconcile the sensitivity of a young man you you do depict as incredibly sensitive, as that kind of insensitivity? Did that hurt? Well, did, could I, you? No. I, I mean, I thought, um, well, I, you know, in my head, I said, you can go to hell. All I mean, right. You never existed in my life. All how right. could how could you do something like this? But then when I look back at the situation. Um, Colonel Parker ha oh, yeah. had it in for me, sure. so uh, it, chances are it was his suggestion mm. to bring these showgirls as a house guest, and because it did not something. deserve first uh, a front page uh, newspaper stand, a front page, right. 
right. were both of these girls' pictures. Not You didn't have to buy the newspaper and open it because I never bought a paper. But, I mean, a drugstore is right by my house. Okay. Colonel Parker sent this message down to me via the commercial appeal right. on the front page. And when I, the first one was okay. I picked up the paper and read about it. The second one was taken on Christmas Day. Right. And, I, and it was like two days after Christmas that that, that was standing in the face. Right. And if Colonel Parker didn't think that I was going to see it, he knew that enough of my friends would sure. see it and make sure that I got to see it. So Colonel Parker had, had a hand in our breakup. But then again, I can't give him the total credit for breakups because Elvis could have said, yeah. I'm going to have June with me for Christmas if yeah. I'm going to have anyone. I'll throw some girls in between, but I'm going to have June with me. And then, you know, and explain to her because he, always, he told me, don't believe anything you read, only half of what you see. And every and when you see me linked with another female, it's for publicity purposes only. Right, right. So that's all well and fine. But how much publicity purposes am I going to swallow? Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. But do you believe that was the case? Or because he said the same thing to, to Priscilla when he was with Anne Margaret and Hollywood. You what, know? that he wasn't? Yeah, he was saying kind of, this is just a drum of publicity for a movie. And apparently, according to anything I've read, from the most legitimate bios right through to trash, mm -hmm. Elvis was trying to make it with every co-star he was with, and not just the co-stars, but the wardrobe girl and mm -hmm. other, and not just make it, I don't mean it, because and I'm glad you pointed out in the book, he was not just a horny rooster who only wanted to, excuse the mm -hmm. language, fuck a woman. Mm -hmm. He was a romantic. Now, he had the sexual desire, but well, he also I, I had... Think he, I think after, <clears throat> after this, I think because of Colonel Parker shoving all these women, at him, I think he wanted his goal was to conquer as many as possible. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But he didn't have to worry about me anymore. All right, all right. Okay, you but know. it did hurt you, didn't it? Oh, did it? yes, it did. Yes, it did. Does it doesn't hurt me anymore. Does it not? No. Did it cast a shadow over your marriage? Just the the heartbreak of having loved and lost Elvis made a uh, a shadow, but not not a strong shadow. Did it not? No. Like you weren't because trying to... I was no because I I would not listen to the radio. Okay. I didn't watch his movies. Uh, it was not Freeze a word up. in my house. It was uh, get on with my life and appreciate my husband for the good man that he was. All right. And raise my children and be the perfect mother. And and my children today will tell you that I was the perfect mother. So no, I just wondered if if uh, you tried to replace Elvis or shape somebody else in his no, in no, journey no. that stuff. Mm -mm. No, no, uh, no. You couldn't replace Elvis. Yeah, but you were also at that age where you were incredibly impressionable. Maybe there are women who met him later in life and said, I can easily replace him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the, the, the man who, especially the last couple of years, I'll always life. remember him as my, my first true love, first love. And I'll always have a spot in my heart for the man, even today. Sure. So, um, but you got the best of them, didn't you? You really get the best I, of them. I think right. so. I, I mean, when I refer to, uh, when I talk about Elvis, I have to say my Elvis, because he is so different. My Elvis is so different than the Elvis Presley everyone talks about today. You mean the image we have of the the, the end, the drugs, mm -hmm. the white suits, the Vegas? Not even that. just the end, the beginning. I mean, the, uh, oh, okay. the middle and the end. All and right. in the beginning, you know, he was mine and he was perfect and he was wonderful. And that's my memory. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, if you want to read some of my articles about the king, check out my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.